How are we doing guys? Welcome to episode number 16 of the Studio 7 Fitness Podcast. Sorry, it's been a bit of a delay. I had a few issues over the last week, which I'll delve into in the next 20 minutes, half an hour. Um, so this week I have titled the podcast Reflection in the Face of Adversity. So reason behind it being that, um, you know, I had to face some adversity in the last week that kind of came out of the blue. Um, It's kind of ironic as well because it happened on the Wednesday night last week. So the week before last, so what are we talking about there? The 23rd of October. Um, And just before I went football training, I was um i think i'd posted that day about i'd listened to shane finn's podcast who shane has been a guest on my podcast as well so if you want to check out his podcast pushing limits um very very good podcast so basically he was talking about being injured and how through his injury he has learned to um obviously he's not been able to do his training and be able to do what he can do normally so it has given him time to work on other areas that he's maybe weaker in, i.e. things like swimming and mobility and things like that. So, and I, ironically, after I posted that, I went out just for your normal soccer training and fairly innocuously managed to partially rupture, nearly rupture fully <clears throat> my Achilles tendon. So something I'd never done before I'd obviously heard about it. I've seen people do them and of all the injuries you could pick if you could pick one it wouldn't be that one or something like a cruise ship just in regards to being self-employed running a gym need my legs so it was to say the least a massive blow um, your typical Achilles injury if you ever speak to someone, they, they, they kind of tend to look behind them to think that they've just been kicked or um, pushed or banged into the back of the leg. Um, so, and I did the classic look behind. Nobody's around me. I kind of knew there's nobody around me, but I just checked. And as soon as I knew I was on my own, I knew I was banging trouble. <clears throat> um, so I knew it was bad. I knew I'd done it. I just didn't know how bad um so anyways long story short a and e and scans and yes uh partial rupture two ways to deal with it surgery or non-surgical the consultant kind of said look we're probably going to treat it non-surgically um it's not a full rupture but you'll be in a cast for six to ten weeks bang boom um I suppose up until then, in my own head, I was, I don't know what I was hoping for, maybe a bit of a miracle. Um, It's not too bad, rest up, it should heal, blah, blah, blah. But then I think the realisation set in when um, there was brought in, wheeled in to the cast room. And, uh, no, you're in a cast um, and you know, come back in a week and see what the time frame is. So went back to consulting yesterday, so over a week um recast into a into a fuller cast, complete cast should we say, <clears throat> and then 
every two weeks I'll be recasted there and they're changing the angle of the foot I'm in plant flexion at the minute so point toes pointing down because it needs the Achilles to start to knit um, and then gradually my angle of my foot will um, be changed every couple of weeks and you know it's a good it's a good another five weeks anyway so it's early December before I'm out of a cast so then I'm into a boot and rehab and so on and so on so it's not a short process um, and I kind of knew that so that's the thing that was making me very anxious and I'm going to talk about anxiety in a little bit because I think it dawned on me when the plug cast was going on um, that that this isn't good and you know this is going to be a long process and then I started you know not going to lie there were some tears it was emotional because of being self-employed having the gym uh, how am I going to work I need to work I need to keep bringing in revenue bills have to be paid <clears throat> it's not as if I could go to and get her a six surf six weeks sit on my back watch Netflix um, even though you know that that would be lovely um, getting some downtime now I have obviously had to have a bit of downtime this week just getting I had to clear the diary really in regards to PT um, trying to get a couple of gadgets and gizmos so I've got a couple of these little trolleys knee trolleys and if you've seen them I might post one a uh, picture of one <clears throat> it gets me around a little bit around the apartment around the gym um, but uh, I've got some really good support around me so I'm going to go into that a, a little bit as well but um, no, especially those first few days, pretty dark, pretty miserable. Um, and the worry about the future, worry about various things, getting stuff covered, having to cancel people, um, end of the tax year coming up, tax bills imminent. Um, <clears throat> I think all this kind of catastrophizing everything, um, which you do, which is normal. Um, now... You you do hear people say, okay, it could be worse, and yes, it could be worse. Um, I understand that completely, and it could also it could be very worse. You know, I understand that. <clears throat> um, it's also not ideal in regards to when you're in it. You just have to to kind of get through it. So, but no, amazing support um, uh, from all the people around me, friends, family. Uh, my girlfriend, you know, I'd never really had any long-term injuries um, like this before. Um, you know, you sprain an ankle, pull muscles over the years, <clears throat> but um, nothing to this degree. So it was just, as I said, it's not a case I could call in sick, um, take the time off. So it just had to work around it. But at the beginning, you're just like freaking out, you're panicking, you're worrying, you're which leads to anxiety which we're going to talk about in a little bit. Um, and I think it was just a realisation that, okay, I'm in a bit of bother here. How am I going to work work around it? So you're just, at the beginning anyways, you're just clouded by the, you know, you obviously you know you're in pain physically and then obviously mentally you're struggling as well. So, um, you know, in regards to the title of the podcast this week about reflection um you know what i'm trying to do and obviously i do a lot of work in you know positivity motivation mindfulness um positive thinking in my talks wellness workshops you know wednesday wellness videos and all this type of stuff so generally 
most of the time, you know, um, you know, positive person, always looking forward, trying to help others. That's just my nature. And what I've been trying to do is give this time or this bad moment, should we say, to, you know, try and switch it and say, okay, this is a time to reflect on things maybe that I was not doing or maybe things that I was doing too much of and I wasn't probably taking care of my body as much as I could have. Now, you know, I've had a few comments, oh, you know, you know, football, you know, I've told you before, football would be the, you know, football would be the death of you and, you know, you shouldn't be playing and you've got the, the, you know, the job and you have to be careful and all this type of stuff. So, you know, football or soccer, if you're listening in Ireland, um, has been part of my life, I suppose, for forever, as far as I can remember. Um, You know, competitively, I think under 10s, maybe I started playing in Cambridge. Um, So you're probably looking at nearly 30 years playing um, in some way, shape or form. Um, Over the last few years, kind of semi-retired, busy with the gym, etc. But it wasn't necessarily even about playing, it was, you know... It was more about just the social side because I don't really have a staff. Um, I don't really work with anybody. I, I do have, you know, one or two lads kind of doing classes and bits and pieces. Now, you don't generally see them too much. So I'm generally working on my own. Obviously, then I'm chatting to clients and stuff. But it was more just for my headspace. It's all mental health for me because it, football was always a, uh, a place where I could, you know, let go to release my stress release any worry and anxieties you know some people go and you know beat up the punch bag or they might go running or they might hit the gym hard and whatever they mean they do do to de-stress whereas football was my it was my space it was something that I was you know pretty good at um enjoyed doing felt like I could uh was free and it sounds a bit strange but it was free it was just um and even the last night when it happened, I was feeling good. It was great to be out there having the crack with the lads. And then all of a sudden you go from somebody who's mobile, able-bodied, <clears throat> to uh, one leg and having to rely on people to get around, to, you know, to help you dress, um, cooking for you and this and that. Um, uh, you know, it was great to have that support. And as I said... Um, some lovely messages, some lovely offers of lifts and, you know, helping out and doing groceries. And as I said, my girlfriend Amy's been amazing. You know, she's literally the whole of midterm been minding me. So I, I, I felt bad because, you know, you're just kind of helpless, really. Um, I've never been in that position before. But, you know, great thanks to her and to everyone else who's been supportive. So um, I think it's... You know, if I if I look at it um, in the maybe the months leading up to the injury, was I looking after myself as much as I should have been? Um, probably not, if I'm honest. Um, was I getting enough sleep? No. Um, was I working crazy hours? Um, yep. Um, <clears throat> so I think something was probably going to give. Um, I obviously did the photo shoot in June and did a big training schedule for that. After then, 
probably fell off the wagon a little bit training wise um nutrition wise i generally eat healthy enough um you know maybe fell off the whole leg the leg work so you know i don't know these are ifs and buts but definitely the body was starting to burn out a little bit i was kind of struggling there's a few days there i just had to go home i had to cancel a couple of people i was just wrecked so i think maybe overdoing it and maybe just push my body too far so what i'm trying to do now is seeing some kind of a positive in this um so is the is is give me a bit of time for reflection and you know, maybe do a bit of reading, get some podcasting, do have some articles I had on the long finger to write, um, maybe work on those, you know, organise my admin a bit better. Everything was just up in the air, very helter-skelter, you know, no organisation, just having the time to do it. So, you know, obviously it's not a great thing to happen to anybody. So what I'm trying to do is is change the mindset a little bit and say, okay, Yes, this sucks. I'm in a cast for another five weeks. Um, the cast is off on the 6th of December. And my gym Christmas party is the 7th of December. So um, that's good timing. <laughs> be, no, be no dancing for me though. Um, I'll have a boot on then I think. But I'll be able to wait there anyways. So what I might do uh, is do a little weekly maybe um, check in. Maybe do a YouTube video just about the recovery. Um, and mentally and physically so uh, I might start doing that as well so um, yeah so maybe it's just let me to kind of sit back and say okay you know and I was actually the guys putting the plaster on yesterday kind of nailed it on the head really you know you might like I'd be in decent shape uh, for someone who's nearly 40 years of age um, you know I still feel in my head I've got I can you know I can play I can do this I can do that but in reality, even though when I think when I'm playing, I think I'm 18 again, my body isn't 18. So, you know, my ligaments, my muscles, my bones are 39 years old compared that to a 20 year old or 20, 22 year old. So I think it's I've always had that personal fight about stopping. Um, you know, it's kind of a running joke over the years, you know, at the end of every season, you know, even when I was like 35, 36, you know, I'd be like, nah, nah, I'm done now. And the lads would be like, one more year, go on, one more year, one more year. And it was kind of a recurring joke every year. And I just kind of, you know, you know, well, I'm able and physically, I, you know, I was like, look, I'll carry on as long as I can because you'll be a long time retired, blah, blah, blah. Um, but in reality, yeah, even though you think you can do it, and that's why, apart from Giggsy, you're never really going to see someone 39, 40 playing professionally uh sport or well, depends obviously different golf and things like that but you know what i mean so you're you know aging is aging it happens to us all unfortunately and sometimes your men you know mentality doesn't reflect your age which is me probably when i'm playing running around like a, a lunatic and then i wake up in the morning and i'm like mm, mike you're not you're not 19 again so it's very hard though i think i found it very hard to real to make that realization that okay it is over um, because look, I know I've got more traits than you know. I think when I was younger, it, I, I think it would have hit me a bit, a bit more because I felt like literally that was the only thing I was ever good at, if you know what I mean. So, <clears throat> um, 
the only talent I had was I was pretty good at most sports um you know poly soccer was my main one pretty good at rugby athletics just kind of athletic anyways but um you know it was like that kind of I suppose defined me in a way when I was growing up you know you know Michael he's, he's good at football he's good at this um and it was as I said it was my release it was my you know I wouldn't be an angry person or anything like that fairly um low-key fairly quiet person but when I went on the pitch you know I could kind of let it out and that was just my release so I think that just helped with a lot of stress um and looking back on it it was my stress management and I did a podcast um if you wanted to 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 learn a little bit more about stress management I think it was episode number nine of the podcast so you can kind of go back through and check that one out so it was my it was one of my coping mechanisms really for for stress um you know and what happens then you know if you've got stress and then that leads to the worry which I was worrying and then it led to anxiety you know that physical reaction um you know I was you know the heart rate was going it was emotional there was there was tears there was this and there was that there was panic so a lot of us suffer from anxiety um uh daily which we which which we struggle with um and basically anxiety is a um emotional reaction to stress so and it it can be so like habitual that you could start thinking of yourself as just being permanently anxious um but just to let you know you know anxious moments do not mean you're an anxious person we all have anxious moments so sometimes we just label ourselves as an anxious person but it just means now and again we, we have these moments um and what what anxiety basically is it's like um it's like a self-protection, I suppose. You're trying to self-protect. It's like a strategy um, to guard against danger. So this is going back into the early history of humans. You know, it was a self-protection. Um, if there's any danger, that fight or flight type movement. So, um, and it exaggerates sometimes the reasons for fear, weaving Im- imaginary situations that act like warning notices, deterring us from future mishaps. Uh, so like living in a state of anxiety is at best non-productive um, and that the worst side of it is harmful to our mental and physical health so that living in a constant state of anxiety you know and we sometimes use various things to to help us with so like therapy and mindfulness we, we kind of challenge the content of our own self that negative thinking so you know that a lot of it's used in say cbt so cognitive cognitive behavioral therapy um where we challenge our thoughts and we say look they these thoughts can be challenged they're not set in stone and we can have a different outcome um mindfulness uses a slightly different strategy you know it leaves intact the anxiety so what it does it encourages us to engage with it differently um with that present moment compassionate awareness so it's you know it's like okay we'll leave it there we're acknowledging the anxiety um, and then it just encourages us to, to engage with it slightly differently. Um, and then mindfulness allows us to acknowledge the truth. So that anxieties are feelings of these inner experiences and they're, and feeling them is normal. They're, they're to be expected in life. You can have these periods, these moments of anxieties. So that's where mindfulness comes in and allows us to acknowledge that. And I think that acceptance is very important. Um, and that accepting that, 
you're going to have these moments is a major step towards dealing with anxiety. Um, instead of avoiding or withdrawing from anxiety, we stay present with it and you experience its symptoms. So sometimes you have to go through it to come out the other side. And that's what I'm trying to go through at the minute is having that transition. I can't do anything about it. It's happened. My Achilles is partially ruptured. <laughs> I can't, even though I wake up every morning, I'd love to have a magic wand and um, there's no cast and I can jump out of bed and, and, and go about my daily without um, crutches or trolleys or whatever or relying on other people. So instead of running away from these distressing thoughts, we open up to them and then we try and work our way through them. So you have to kind of switch in and say, look, I can't change it. The cast is on for another five weeks. How can I manage my day, even day to day, week to week, no further than that? How can I manage this stress, this anxiety and work through it and come out the other side in a positive um, frame of mind? You know, we're always going to, you know, we deal with uncertainty um, all the time. Um, it's characteristic of everyone's life, uncertainty. Um, sometimes it's handled better than others. Um, you know, and it's basically with me, it's up and down. Some, you know, you might catch yourself being, okay, positive, something might good happen, and then next minute you're down again. So uh, many of us are highly risk adverse and will do anything to avoid situations that kind of have it. If, if it's un uncertain of an outcome, we'll do anything to avoid it. So if there's a risk there, um, sometimes we would do anything to avoid that. Um, some people may view anxiety as useful. Um, you know, it could help to play out many scenarios in our minds so that no outcome can take us by surprise. So you're using that anxiety in a different way. Um, you're fueling it to say, look, any outcome I can I can deal with. So um, that's important to think about as well. Um, also, pos positive speaking around anxiety is important. Um, you know, I'm anxious. This is often used to communicate feelings to others or it is in self-talk, like an inner dialogue, I'm anxious. In saying I am anxious, though, you're identifying yourself with that state of mind. So you're owning it. You're taking your you're basically saying I am anxious. However, the truth is, you know, your thoughts and emotions are not bound up with your identity. Okay. So you might be having some anxious moments or anxious thoughts, but just don't label yourself as I'm anxious or I'm an anxious person. Because that's not your identity, it doesn't have to be your identity. So develop the, a new habit of expressing yourself, like I just said. So an alternative would be, I'm full of anxious thoughts. Because we know thoughts are not facts, we know thoughts can be challenged and they can be changed. So instead of labelling yourself as I'm I'm anxious, I am anxious, you can say, okay, I'm full of anxious thoughts at the moment. And that's what I was full of them. Still am in some ways. Um, but, you know, some great people around, if you've got that support, um, you know, they can kind of take you through. Um, and sometimes, you know, and I've done a little bit of this risk assessment, which I normally, uh, as a resource, give to people, um, life coaching clients, and also, you know, in my talks is, okay, you know, do a risk assessment on what's going on at the minute. So what's the feared event? Okay, for me, you know, no revenue or, or big, you know, loss in revenue. 
because I am injured. Say that was your feared event. And then you rate those automatic thoughts. That's your first thought that pops your mind. You rate it from an anxiety from, say, 0 to 100. Um, in regards to anxiety level. And then rate the probability of that event happening. So assuming the worst that happens. And you predict the worst possible outcomes. You know, whatever it may be, you know, not making enough to pay the tax man or having to close down or whatever it is, you know, that'd be the worst case scenario. Now let's look at some possible coping thoughts and some coping actions. Can we break this down a little bit? Um, You know, can I get cover for this, this and this? Can I, will I be able to probably get away with my regulars because they know their technique's good, they know the exercises, they've been with me for a year or two, they know the layout of the gym. If I set up the the workout um, or get somebody to set up some of the equipment for me, I could probably manage that. Um, New clients might be a little bit tougher. Um, You know, I might not be able to do that class, but, you know, I'll be able to get cover for it. So you basically brainstorm um, coping mechanisms and and coping actions. So revise predictions. So then you re-rate your anxiety as you go through um, and create like the evidence against the worst possible outcomes happening you know i've been open nearly two and a half years established gym i think um good um good name you know busy diary etc so yeah i might have to cancel one or two bids um you know obviously i don't want to i never want to cancel anything you know that's just me i don't like letting people down but then sometimes you have to get yourself right. You have to get yourself fit and healthy to be able to help anyone else. So, so you're just brainstorming. You do a risk assessment, and then gradually, if you're bringing in these, you know, more rational thoughts about, you know, ways you can, you know, work around it, then that anxiety level zero to hundred, whatever number you had, can start to come down. Okay, so it creates alternative outcomes. You re-rate. And you re-rate probability and you keep doing that until it starts to, you know, starts to come down. So, um, you know, I think that's important. Um, you know, it's just a, just a little tool that you can use, you know, to help to help brainstorm. Um, and I think, yeah, I think it has, you know, given me time to sit back and say, look, I've put everything physically, mentally into this business over the last you know few years um you know as i said earlier on probably was doing too much i just thought look it'll be fine i'll keep going i have a couple of weeks off for christmas Uh, that's what i kept saying to myself i'll have i'll be able to sleep then but your body will tell you in one way shape or form i'm a firm believer in that now unfortunately it's told me in a fairly a fairly bad way um but now i am listening to it and say look you know, when you're out of the car, it's going to build up a nice and strong do all my rehab. Don't necessarily look into be playing football again, but it's just to get back to, uh, you know, get back to working out properly and getting everything strong, just feeling good, feeling healthy, be able to go out for a run if I want to down the line, you know, which, you know, is a good, there's a good um, recovery rate for people who, who kind of do their, their rehab and their physio, which I plan to do. So... I think adversity and anxiety, um, you can learn a lot from that. Sometimes when you're in it, especially that first week, I'm coming into my second week, 
it's it's still have my moments it's not easy but what i what i find is okay maybe you know it'll give me time to, to to read a bit more to write a bit more to post a bit more content to do things that i put on the long finger or i haven't got time to do that and just kind of get off get off the wheel a little bit and just kind of um you know look after myself uh, mental health and physical so so <clears throat> that's all it is guys today i just wanted to do a short one there about what's going on um and as i said thanks to all the support all the nice messages and offers of you know lifts and this and that so i really appreciate it and it's 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 a lovely family we have here um at studio seven and i really pre- appreciate everybody and I said they're not clients and members, they're friends, you know, and that's and that's what it's all about. So um, um, just to add that in, um, it's kind of helped me doing a little bit of meditation over the last week as well. Just taking a bit of downtime and, um, you know, and it's in the stillness where we can, you know, find that little bit of peace sometimes. So, you know, that's what I need to do just to slow down. Um, it was going at 90, going 100 miles an hour. Something was going to give and unfortunately that was my left Achilles tendon (laughs) but look as I said I know people are in a lot worse situations so I appreciate that Um, and look I'm second week in Um, at least I'll be off for Christmas Christmas isn't isn't cancelled thank God because I love Christmas Um, so hopefully I'll be back in action and ready to rock for 2020 so uh, lots of you know exciting things coming up early next year I did was going to do another workshop in November but unfortunately had to cancel that due to what's happened so about towards the end of January and there'll be a date coming up shortly for that um, there'll be my release in a brilliant workshop so we're going to keep that going lots of other plans and bits and pieces so <clears throat> as I said just if anyone's going through a bit of an injury or, or going through something similar um, have a little reflection time l- you know you know that's hard initially but look there there's a message there there there's a um there's time for you to concentrate on other things concentrate on maybe some weaknesses concentrate on um you know other things to keep your mind stimulated because that's that's the thing you'll get caught up in this whirlwind and negativeness which we tend to do and look i've done it as well so but there's always good there as well so there's always good people around um which i found so yeah, use it as, as as a time to to explore um, and have a bit of a maybe an edit, have a bit of a um, audit, should we say, of, of of your life and other parts you can work on while the other stuff is healing in regards to your physical injury. Okay, guys, hope that helped a little bit. As I said, sorry for waffling on there. Just wanted to put that out because it's fresh. It's something that's happened and, and recently I just wanted to maybe do a little podcast on it so hope you enjoyed it if you did you know it'd be great if you could share and give it a rating on Apple Podcasts share it on your Instagram stories tag the gym uh, Studio 7 Fitness Kalani um, and I will um, acknowledge that as well on my story etc so um, yeah um, hopefully we'll get some guests lined up in the next few weeks and we'll keep going with it uh, towards the end of the year and get a few more out for you Okay, guys, thanks a million. Have a great week and appreciate all the support. Chat you soon. Take care.